All right, guys. So obviously, um, you know, we just kind of talked about today the, the Bo Russell, um, you know, passing, you no know, rest in peace. Debo resigning, you know, Trey Lance's kind of comparison because Jimmy and where I think Jimmy's going to end up and kind of prediction for the Niners. Let's talk about the guy right here, right, who basically helped the Niners, who established the Niners as champions back back in heyday, back in the 80s, Joe Montana. Um, Joe, obviously, I watched this documentary on Peacock. God, the name, it's horrible. My, I don't know why my short-term memory sucks, guys, but I have to look up everything. <laughs> I, I watched the Joe, it's Cool Under Pressure, I think was it called, right? Joe Montana, Cool Under Pressure, was that what it's called? Yep. Joe Montana, Cool Under Pressure, it's a six-episode miniseries on Peacock about Joe Montana's career, his life and career, pre-49ers, and in the heyday of, of, of the 1980s 49ers, and then post-49ers of Kansas City, and obviously today. So obviously the documentary starts with Joe's early life growing up in uh, in, in out in, in a leg town. Is that how you pronounce it? Let me make sure I read the name right. A leg town. It is uh gosh, give me one second, guys. Is it algae? New Eagle Ringgold. Carol. Okay. New Eagle, Pennsylvania, Carol, Pennsylvania, Algae Town, whatever, Algae Township. Okay, anyways. So um, obviously Joe obviously grows up in Western PA near Pittsburgh, um, you know, as, as a young, you know, as, as a young man. Right. And um, you know, his dad, they show kind of his, his, his relationship with his dad, Joe Montana senior. And basically his dad coaches Joe every day by throwing a ball through a, through a rotating a swinging tire, you know, tied to a tree. <laughs> and I mean, it's just, it was, it was there to help Joe kind of establish accuracy, uh, establish, you know, kind of how to throw. Right. And I mean, that's just kind of, for me, being able to see that since that was the first time I ever saw that, that just proved to me kind of what Joe, what Joe, what Joe was always a representative of, right? He wasn't necessarily a guy who came in just naturally. I mean, he always had athletic gifts and he was always kind of gifted as an athlete, but I think it proved that he was a guy who was always going to work. You know, he worked to kind of get to the position, you know, of, of being a starting quarterback at both Notre Dame and the San Francisco. And he worked obviously, you know, in his early years to kind of develop the QB rhythm, right? So, Obviously, document it goes on. Um, Joe basically you know, starts off, you know, as as a QB, you know, as high school, Ringgold High School in, in Pennsylvania. They interview one of Joe's teammates from that time, um, you know, and he was a junior. I think the his name Paul, my something, and um, Minchak or Minhoke, I forgot, or something else. Anyways, so Joe basically was uh, was was not actually going to be able to start um, over the junior because junior was more athletically gifted. Um, he had a bigger arm. He had a better kind of feel for the offense. Joe was kind of the skinny little kid, right? That's what coach, that's what coach would all say, you know, his high school coach. Um, and essentially from there, Joe would um, have to come to speed pretty quickly. And long story short, he's able to win the starting position um, and he's able to start a position of quarterback, right? He wins starting job and he's able to kind of take the team, you know, his junior and his senior year, um, you know, to championships. Um, those championships? I forgot. Anyways. Um, something right and uh, they win a, a, a buttload of games right and he gets a bunch of offers right and he ends up uh, committing Notre Dame but one thing which I found interesting was that before before he, he decided to commit to Notre Dame he wanted to play basketball uh, he didn't just want to play football but um, his coach basically said that you know no you got to be fully committed to, to football and Joe said you know if, if, if he had if he had, if he had decided to go basketball and not the football route then he wouldn't be sitting here test, talking with us today on the documentary right so anyways he gets to Notre Dame or I think it was 1975 and that's around the time um, Rudy Rudiger was there Rudy was able to actually have that sack in that game which is the film 1993 film Rudy was based off of 
Joe was struggling his first year. Um, his second year, he did all right in 76. Um, and then 77, he, uh, he, he wasn't, he started, he was injured, then he came off. Uh, he came off, I think, middle of the season, right? And he was able to kind of get his reps. And then, uh, then, then finally, he's able to help Notre Dame kind of win, get to number one record at the end of the year. And then, uh, then he's able to start the Ice Bowl um, that year uh, for the championship in 1977 and, uh, or 1978, I think it was early 78. Um, and then he's able to help the, he, first they beat Texas to get them one ranking and then the Ice Bowl was against Texas. I forget. But anyways, um, he's able to help the team win the championship, right? So now basically he's getting ready for the NFL draft. Bill Walsh is basically, you know, looking for, you know, quarterback, right? And um, ultimately, I think Joe was looking, uh, he's looking for a quarterback like Joe. And even though guys like Phil Sims went before him, um, other quarterbacks as well, um, you know, went before Joe in the 79 draft, you know, um, Joe was basically, um, he went he went in the third round, I think 78 overall to the 49ers. You know, he just felt confident. Obviously, Steve DeBerg was started there. Joe was uh, – the, the Niners were actually coming off their worst kind of regular season record, I think 2-14 and 14 the year prior. And then Joe actually has to – he ended up splitting reps with Steve, but every day was competition for both of them. And Joe ends up actually beating out Steve for the starting job, <laughs> right? And then from there, I mean, the, 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 it just took off. And obviously, like, you know, you go, you go to the catch, right, with Dwight Clark, and they actually asked Dwight – Actually, right there, right? There's a helmet right there, right? And so they actually asked Dwight about his relationship with Joe early on. And it was so cool for me to see that, kind of how they were as, you know, as, as young kind of up-and-comers, you know, in San Francisco who basically established themselves, right, in the city after winning the Super Bowl. And then essentially from there, then, um, you know, they actually had a pretty wild kind of, you know, kind of lifestyle, right? Um, Joe obviously was actually convicted of drugs um, throughout his tenure, and he was, but he actually proved them false. He meets his wife, Jennifer, but anyways, moving, moving along, right? I mean, the 49ers are able to win, you know, in the 85-85 season, narrative against Joe and Dan Marino. Joe was able to beat Dan Marino in the Super Bowl at Stanford Stadium, I think 38-16. Um, Joe struggles in 70 and 85 and 86 against the Bears, against the Giants. Um, he gets injured, um, and then essentially then in 87, they, the 49ers trade for Steve Young, and that's when the quarterback controversy began. Steve wanted to obviously play, he wanted to start. Um, but Joe was basically of the mindset that, you know, you, you had to, you had, you had to beat him for it. Right? He's going to get, who wants to give him anything. Right. Um, Steve was able to show some flashes in 87 season, but 88, uh, Joe came back and essentially, you know, the Walsh went, went with the decision to go with Joe and the Niners go on to win the Super Bowl. And then they, and they, and then they go back to back to 89, 90 and with their own four Super Bowls in eight years. Um, they set the record for most points scored in the Super Bowl in the, in the Super Bowl 24 in 1990. And um, essentially from there, you know, Joe is now obviously the, the you know, the cement has one of the greatest, the greatest quarterback of all time at, the, at that point. Um, ultimately from there, you know, obviously, then, you know, he gets injured after, after that 19 season, which I talked about not too long ago on this podcast, you know, the four hours are going for the first three peat and uh, essentially Joe basically gets, uh, he takes a blindside hit from Leonard Marshall and then that he hits the ground, his, his lungs are, his ribs are cracked. Is uh, he tore um, he tore he tore the cartilage in his ribs. He couldn't breathe, um, and so Steve gets in the game um, against the Giants, and he's not able to do much. And their Giants obviously beat the 49ers, advance Super Bowl 25, and they win their they win their third championship. Sorry, second championship in I think five years. Um, Bill Parcells and Bill Belichick had a plan for Joe. Um, and so, anyways, back to the point. You know, obviously now at this point, Joe's rehabbing in 1991. Steve Young basically is coming in, you know, now um, if Joe, but Joe was not healthy because he basically he was throwing his arm, he's playing catch and he pulled a twinge in his forearm. 
And then from there, basically, you know, Joe, um, Joe was just sitting there, you know, just like what the hell happened. And so he had to actually set out the year in 1991. And then 1992, you know, he was fully ready to go. But the organization, George Seifert, had committed Steve Young. And so Steve was basically the starter from 91, 92. That's where the quarterback controversy erupted. Many 49ers faithful felt that Joe should still be the starter. So essentially from there in 1992, um, you know, essentially, you know, the 49ers were in a position to where they could ultimately go with Joe or they could commit to Steve. And the question that Joe said, if we go with Joe and not stay with Steve, then essentially, um, you know, Steve, they would lose Steve, right? And so they decided to stick with Steve. Joe's able to play his last regular season game, 1992. He ends up going to Kansas City. He ends up leading the Chiefs to the Ace Championship game, um, 1993. And then he ends up playing the Niners, 1994. Um, and he beats the Niners, 1994. And um, one thing which I found interesting was that, you know, Joe said, you know, in that documentary that he felt that even though the 49ers won the Super Bowl with Steve, if he was still there as quarterback, he would, he would, he would have won them too. He told Eddie DeBartolo on record he would have won them more than Steve if he was still there. And I, and I did and I did say that in 1994 uh, uh, season episode uh, when I was recapping 1994 ers I do think if the 49ers had kept Joe Montana, they would probably have at least five or six Super Bowls. They would have six Super Bowls, not just not just four or five. Um, if they if Joe was still the quarterback and he was playing fully healthy, obviously Steve Young lasted longer. But um, I think Joe would have would have been able to to help Niners. You know, maybe not necessarily stop the dead, the Dallas Cowboys dead dynasty. But at least be able to help them kind of go back to back, maybe. And I tell you, by 96. So, I mean, that's just my take. You know, I thought the document was great. It gave a really good introspective on Joe's life, his kids, his upbringing, his family, what inspired him to play, what inspires him now, you know, in his post kind of playing life, right? And so um, I, I really enjoyed the episode or sorry, the series. I hope you guys, you know, do check it out. You can check it out on Peacock, you know, Joe Montana, Cool Under Pressure. A lot of stuff in there. Who you lose under who you lose in the news, a lot of great moments from his NFL career. His relationships, the guys who came into this, the pool, this is Ronnie Lott, Randy Cross, you know, who were on record to say Joe's better than Steve, right? I mean, and, and they would tell Steve to his face that. So ultimately, you know, um, I, thought, I thought that document was great. I'll give it a nine out of 10. Um, and you guys can check it out on Peacock and hopefully enjoy this episode and God bless.